The Jerusalem Channel is made possible by viewer support. Thanks for watching. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. That prophecy of Ezekiel has become reality in our generation. The story of Israel is part of the ministry of the Jerusalem Channel. On this historic 70th anniversary of the rebirth of Israel, please consider making a special gift to continue our media ministry through our website, the Jerusalem Channel app, or by mail. In the course of any life, there are moments of awe and amazement when, with a full heart, we want to thank God, for we know it's only God who's kept us alive and who's sustained us by His hand and even sometimes by angelic intervention. There's a Jewish blessing that's always a delight to hear because it's recited to celebrate joyous or special occasions. It's also a prayer of thanksgiving for new and unusual experiences. The blessing is recorded in the Talmud, so it's been around for a long time. And recently it gave me great joy to hear this blessing recited by a rabbi as he expressed appreciation for Christian support of Israel. It's a new day when Jews and Christians have a special occasion to celebrate together, but it's finally happening and it's about time. Shalom, I'm Christine Dark. Among the multiplying end time signs that you may not have heard anything about is the joy of a Jewish rabbi reciting a public prayer because of Christian support of the Jewish people and the state of Israel. The Sheikh Hayanu blessing is an old tradition that's recited in thanks or commemoration of something new, of something amazing and wonderful. The special blessing thanks the Almighty for allowing us to reach a certain season, and it blesses God that we're alive to behold wondrous things. Surely this prayer is a theme of my life because the Lord in His sovereignty has chosen all of us to live in this generation that's already seen so much fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And God has preserved us to see so much happening with the restoration of Israel against all odds. The blessing goes like this, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, who has sustained us and enabled us to reach this day, this joyful occasion. Well, that's one translation, but I discovered an even more beautiful translation online at the Jewish Virtual Library. Blessed are you, our God, creator of time and space, who has supported us, protected us, and brought us to this moment. Amen. 
In Judaism, this blessing can be recited at the beginning of a holiday, such as Passover or the Feast of Tabernacles or Hanukkah. But not on sad occasions, such as the ninth of Av, the fast day on the Hebrew calendar to mourn the destruction of both Jewish temples. This blessing is recited when eating a new seasonal fresh fruit or, for example, upon acquiring a new home or even a significant new article of clothing, such as a new suit. I like that. The blessing is appropriate to recite upon the birth of a child or to offer thanks for seeing the baby's first steps or dedicating a building or any long-awaited special occasion. According to one of my favorite websites, Hebrew for Christians, the object of reciting various Hebrew blessings is to underscore and to instill within us the certainty that the Lord is watching over every detail of our lives. We have to become more mindful of His tender watch care. And as a matter of fact, I think the more we know God, the more we begin to recognize His hand in the ordering of our daily lives. You see, when God is ordering our lives, coincidences are recognized as God incidents. Of course, in Christianity, we're called upon to give thanks continually. And when we experience a specially joyous event, we don't have to recite a Hebrew blessing, of course, but the sentiment expressed in the preservation blessing is so precious that there's nothing to prevent a believer from saying it. In fact, it's a great template for thanksgiving. Sometimes you just feel so glad to be alive, so grateful to have survived to this point. I wonder, have you ever felt like that? And our Hebrew roots are very beautiful in expressing gratitude for survival. If, on the other hand, you experience, God forbid, a tragedy, the Jewish sages teach that you must also realize that the tragedy was allowed in God's providence. And although we might not understand the reason, we must nevertheless stay in faith like Job in the Bible managed to stay in faith. He certainly didn't falsely accuse God for his misfortunes and for the satanic opposition that he received. And so we continue to believe and to affirm that God is a just God and that all of his decisions are perfectly just and righteous. In sad circumstances, such as an untimely death, the Jewish people are taught to say, Baruch Dayan Ha'emet, meaning blessed is the true judge, or blessed is the fair judge. After all, will not the judge of the whole earth do what's right? But the Shehet Hayanu blessing, hallelujah, is for joyful special occasions. For example, after the Israeli Declaration of Independence was proclaimed on May 14, 1948, by Israel's first Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion, it was an especially appropriate occasion for a rabbi to recite the Shehet Hayanu blessing, to thank the Almighty for having brought the Jewish people to that great reality when finally, after nearly 2,000 years of wanderings and persecutions, they once again possessed statehood. And not just anywhere, not in Uganda, not in South America, but in their own ancient homeland. And when American Vice President Mike Pence addressed the Israeli Knesset, 
He also recited that blessing for special occasions. Well, the first time I recall hearing this blessing was when former Soviet political prisoner Natan Sharansky was finally released from captivity and he made Aliyah to Israel. The blessing captured my imagination because of the spirit of faith that it encapsulates. Sharansky had been a refusenik in the Soviet Union during the 1970s and 1980s, and he spent nine years of his life in horrific gulags and Soviet prisons. I was greatly impacted by his autobiography, Fear No Evil, describing his triumph over the police state. The first psalm I learned as a child was Psalm 23, but I've never been tested to its depths like Sharansky was. He was particularly guided by that psalm, which says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Well, he's one of the great heroes of our time, and in his memoirs, Sharansky shared all that he had endured and the supernatural resiliency of the Jewish refuseniks. Separated from his wife a day after their marriage, Natan Sharansky fought for the rights of Jews in the former Soviet Union, as well as the rights of other persecuted minorities, such as Pentecostals, Catholics, and Ukrainians. He disproved the repulsive anti-Semitic lie that Zionists only care about their own people. Sharansky had been a chess prodigy in his childhood, and he maintained his sanity while he was jailed in solitary confinement by playing chess against himself in his mind. When he finally arrived in Israel, he recited the Shechet Yanu blessing at the Western Wall, praising God for preservation, for keeping him alive, and for bringing him to that amazing moment of freedom. It's a bold and triumphant way to pray and to demonstrate faith. So now I want to share with you the occasion recently when an Israeli rabbi recited this blessing at the second Jerusalem prayer breakfast attended by Christians from all over the world. I hope you'll be blessed by this video excerpt for a number of reasons, not only because of the blessing, but also because of the energy exuded by Rabbi Yehuda Glick. Today, he's a member of the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, but humanly speaking, he shouldn't be alive. In 2014, he survived an assassination attempt by an Arab gunman. He was shot in the chest four times, but he's fully recovered to tell the story and to give glory to the God of Israel. I'm very excited because Albert just told you that I was shot four times in my chest but I was actually shot four times a block away from here. One block away from here. When I was gonna get up here today, I was gonna say a blessing that the Vice President of the United States said when he arrived here and, made a and he spoke at the Knesset. It's a blessing whenever you buy something new, you have a new fruit, you do something new. It's called Shehechianu v'kimanu v'higianu l'zmanazeh, which means Thank you, God, for bringing me alive and bringing me to this very day. When I say the word, Shehecheyanu, for me, 
It really is. He brought life to me. But I want to tell you, I've been walking in Jerusalem for 45 years almost every single day. But you all, every one of you here, beat me to it. This is the first time in my life that I've been in this hotel. So thank you. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehechayanu Vekimanu Vigianu Lazman Hazeh Thank you. Thank you God for bringing me to this very day. Ladies and gentlemen, speeches you heard enough. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, it's a prayer breakfast. So allow me today just to concentrate on prayer. And the first prayer that came to my mind, the first prayer that I said when I'm standing here right over here, I have to say, it's a prayer right from the book of the prayers, the, the, shortest, the shortest chapter in Psalms. Hallelujah et Adonai kol goyim, shabechuhu kol haumim. Praise Hashem, all the nations, extol Him, all you peoples. Why? Ki gavar aleinu chasdo, for His great, His steadfast love towards us, ve'emet Adonai, and the truth and faithfulness to God, endures forever, hallelujah. So that's the first praise. When David said it, he could only dream about it, imagine it, have illusions. But ladies and gentlemen, as the, the chairman of the Knesset Edelstein said yes, yesterday, how did he say it? I'm pinching myself. Is this really happening? Is this really happening? God, this is not something we can take for granted, that 65 nations are right over here in Jerusalem Praising God. Hallelujah. We may think, ah, that's, that's normal. That's everyday normal. You know, we get used to things so fast. You know the guy who gets aggravated and he can't stand his flight on the plane because the Wi-Fi is too slow. He's inside an airplane. He's flying 20,000 feet over the ground. And, 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 and flying 10,000 miles from the United States to Israel. But the Wi-Fi is not where it's too slow. We get used to things so fast. I'll tell you another story. I, I was teaching a group of high school students. I told them, you know, we, if 10 years ago, somebody would tell me that I'd hold this piece of plastic in my hand, and it would tell me how to go from one place to another, and at what exit to take from the roundabout, it would tell me, it would be science fiction. I told them, you know, when we were kids, it was so simple. We did like this. Excuse me, where is Avenue Z? You remember that? So one of the kids raises his hand. Excuse me, please. What is this? <laughs> so, so ladies and gentlemen, when we get used to things so fast, so fast. But I, I, I'm inviting each and every one of you. Pinch yourself. It's actually happening. It's for real. And of course, the pastor that just spoke before me, excuse me, I don't remember his name, he said, Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim. 
prays for the please, requests the peace of Jerusalem. And I want to share with you one understanding I have of that psalm, and then I'm going to allow you to enjoy breakfast. And the psalm is 122. Many people think it's a psalm that the people are happy when they come and stand at the gates of Jerusalem. And that's what it says. A song of ascent, I rejoiced when they said to me, we are going to the house of Jerusalem. Our feet stood inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built up a city knit together. So that's a song that the pilgrims are singing to Jerusalem. But you know what? When you read that psalm, you see it's a two-way love song. Listen to this. Who says praise for the peace of Jerusalem? Who is the love story? Two lovers. It's the people, the pilgrims. And who are they loving? It's Jerusalem. And listen to this dialogue. It's so wonderful. Verse, verse. Listen to this. We are saying, looking at Jerusalem and saying, wow, Jerusalem built up a city knit together. What is Jerusalem saying? The tribes make a pilgrimage. The tribes of God enjoined upon Israel to praise the name of Hashem. Jerusalem is praising the people, and the people are praising Jerusalem. And then it goes back. Praise for the people. There sat the, the, the thrones of David. That says, the people of Israel says to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem says back, yes, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And then they say, yes, there are peace and, and, and uh, peace and uh, shalva. Uh, Stability, okay. Whatever, shalva. Guys, if you don't know how to read this book in its original language, you don't know how much you're losing. But anyway, because the listen to this, in Hebrew, every one of those words has the shin lamid. Sha'alu, shlom, Yerushalayim, yishlayu, yihi, shalom, shalva. It's all, but in English, each one of these words has a different breaking your teeth song. Anyway, so Jerusalem says, for the sake of my friends, I pray for you. And we say to Jerusalem, for the sake of the house of Hashem, we were talking good. It's a two-way song. Jerusalem is so proud when 65 nations are here. And Jerusalem, you go to the streets, and I, and I was driving today, and I heard Jerusalem singing to itself, praising, so happy. And I said to myself, of course it's so happy, because so many people are here at the prayer breakfast, so Jerusalem is so excited. And yes, we are so excited to see Jerusalem growing with such beautiful new hotels and more. And every single time they, they say, well, let's know that we have a few more thousand tourists Let's build another hotel, and we'll solve the issue for the next 10 years. And they build five hotels, and it's still not enough. And we again break the records of 4 million tourists, and next year there'll be 5 million. It's just, God, thank you so much. Thank you so much, God Almighty, for the wonderful things you're doing for Jerusalem, for these wonderful friends we have all over the world. And I tell you, I saw you people yesterday. You were so beautiful. I see you today again. God has addressed all of you with the light of, his, of him on your faces. Thank you so much for the energy that you give us. I woke up this morning so tired. I thought I wasn't going to be able to say a word. I walked into here. I see all these so many people here. I see your beautiful faces. I see the light in your eyes. I hear the wonderful words of the Nestor Albert. 
and I became so much happier, so much grateful to God. God, it's so wonderful. It's so glorious. Any word I say is too small to explain. Thank you so much. And don't forget, being a friend of Israel, being a friend of Israel is not only prayer and thanks. It's a lot of hard work. 65 countries here, 65 countries who still have an opportunity to move their embassy to Jerusalem. You, when, I was, when I was a private person, I would come and speak to people about Jerusalem and tell them, you know, speak about Jerusalem, help Jerusalem, help us allow, receive, to be allowed to be prayed, to pray freely on Temple Mount. But today, I'm an official representative of the state of Israel. And therefore, anybody here willing to accept upon himself to be an ambassador for Jerusalem? I can't hear you. Anybody here willing to be the... Anybody here willing to be an ambassador for the people of Israel? Anybody here willing to be an ambassador for the state of Israel? Anybody here willing to be an ambassador for Jerusalem? Anybody here willing to be an ambassador for God? Thank you. Hallelujah. I love you all. Such is the energy of this man who survived four bullets in the chest. Rabbi Glick has known a lot of other suffering in his life, including the death of his wife at the beginning of this year. He had married a widow with two children, and together they had four biological children and two foster children. They also became the legal guardians to six other children of a couple murdered by terrorists in 2010. He lives in the Judean mountains in an Orthodox Jewish town where two years ago his neighbor, Daphna Meir, was stabbed to death by an Arab terrorist in front of her four children. Yet, despite the many tragedies he's endured, Yehuda Glick blesses God for having brought him to this prophetic hour with Christians and Jews. That's prophetic preservation. The rabbi campaigns for Jewish access to the historic Temple Mount, but his rhetoric is not anti-Arab. In fact, the rabbi advocates opening the Temple Mount to prayer for all people, for Muslims, Jews, Christians, and any others. Glick also speaks about his vision of a house of prayer for all nations. And he quotes God's vision for God's house that's found in Isaiah 56, 7, which says, My house shall be a house of prayer for all nations, a verse that Jesus himself quoted in the Gospels. Glick has stated that he envisions the Dome of the Rock Muslim shrine coexisting alongside a rebuilt Jewish sacrificial altar. To many eschatologists, this idea may sound like the perfect formula for a false end-time peace covenant. For sure, God himself states in this word that Jerusalem shall become a house of prayer for all nations. But the entire tenor of the Bible teaches that will not happen until the second coming of Jesus when the Messiah returns to set up God's government from Jerusalem. And so as we begin to see these things beginning to come to pass, we realize we're living in highly prophetic times 
But it's a dangerous world, and all of us are survivors by the grace of God. In fact, the word salvation in the Bible has the connotation of healing, deliverance, and preservation. We have been kept alive for this season, and there's never been a time when effective prayer and intercession could be more strategic. And so I want to point out that a sign that a person is a true believer is that he or she has a thankful heart and frequently makes spontaneous outbursts of faith in the living God, just like the rabbi did despite the troublous times we're living in, not just on special occasions, but continually. An unthankful person is the very essence of an unbeliever. It's just spiritually abnormal for believers to be always complaining and unthankful. The Apostle Paul identified unbelievers as ungrateful in Romans chapter 1. And I'm going to read that uh, to you. Listen to verse 21. Because it says that for even though they knew of God through conscience and general revelation, people didn't honor God or give him thanks but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Oh my, how this describes so many people today. On the other hand, the Apostle Paul's MO, his motto was, in everything give thanks. There's no room for ingratitude in that statement, is there? No matter what struggles, trials, and tests we're going through, as believers, we're obligated to be grateful for so much. And we should be mature enough to live a life of gratitude, especially because of Romans 8:28, which declares, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Even in times of great anxiety, fear, and stress, a prayerful attitude of thanksgiving should always be on our lips. Paul said, for this is God's will for you. It's God's will that all believers should express constant joy, constant prayer, and constant thanksgiving. And God's pleased when we do. Amen. So now let's lift up our hearts and say this wonderful blessing in Jesus' name. Blessed are you, our God, creator of time and space, who has supported us, protected us, and brought us to this day, to this moment. Amen and amen. Now in closing today, I feel led to pray for anyone who's ill or who's about to undergo an operation. Father God, we entrust our loved ones and our praying friends facing illness or surgery into your loving hands. And we ask you to guide with wisdom and expertise all the medical personnel involved and we ask that you grant that the cause of illness be removed and that sound health return speedily. Enable all of us to live in harmony with one another and especially with yourself, Father God, so that we can be kept free from the consequences of sin, sickness, and infirmity. And into your loving hands, we daily commit our spirits, our souls, and our bodies for safekeeping in the name of our healer, and great physician, Jesus. Amen. 
And for anybody recuperating right now from an illness or from an operation, I want to invoke the presence of the Blessed Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus, our healer, to bring about restoration, healing, renewal of your youth, alleviation of any pain, and especially new strength. May we sense the Lord's presence sustaining and preserving us. May he grant that our lives in love and joy flow, especially out to others. And so we bless you, Abba Father, for bringing us safely to this year and this hour. Amen. Well, if you have any questions uh, about the ministry, I want to invite you to contact us on the social media or through our website at exploits.tv where you can sign up for our free color newsletter, Exploits. The name of our ministry is based upon Daniel 11.32, which says the people who know their God will be strong, not weak, and will carry out exploits. That means the works that Jesus promised we would do. And at our website, you can learn details about our latest prayer journeys in Israel. And please don't forget to download our free Jerusalem Channel app on your mobile phones or tablets. And so until next time, always contending for the faith and praying earnestly for the peace of Jerusalem, I'm Christine Dark. Shalom and Maranatha. Jerusalem is always inspiring to visit during the Jewish holiday, the Feast of Tabernacles coming up in September. And I'm personally inviting you to join us in the city of the great king for five nights of joyful celebration. Exploits Ministry has planned a special tour package, including participation with thousands of Israelis and guests from all over the world in the annual Jerusalem March. So bring your flags, banners, and walking shoes. We'll also explore many of the ancient wonders and spiritual highlights around the city, and we'll have a time of feasting and celebration. Our tour package includes options to stay at two of Jerusalem's nicest hotels, the panoramic Dan Jerusalem on Mount Scopus and the internationally famous and historic boutique American Colony Hotel, home of the famous hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. It's a Holy Land pilgrimage that you'll long remember. So plan now to come up to Jerusalem this September and join our Exploits Ministry at the Feast of Tabernacles. For details, check out our website at exploits.tv.